When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everybody, what's going on? I'm Rob Sistrino and I am here with something brand new that I'm doing this season and it's called my survivor burning question. This is a project that really was inspired for me for something I did at the end of last season. Maybe you saw it. I basically did a video called Hiding in Plain Sight. Oops, all Gabler, as I like to call it as well. And I went back and watched everything from Survivor 43, talking all about how Gabler won the game in Survivor 43 and kind of looking for clues to see whether or not there was any way that we could have known that we were headed towards a Gabler victory. And sure enough, uh, there were some interesting clues throughout the course of the season. And I had a lot of fun really going back and doing research into that. And I felt like really invigorated by going back and doing that. And I felt like, boy, this is something that really excites me and also really scares me and was something that I thought would be a really exciting challenge to try to do on a weekly basis. And so that's where this idea of the survivor burning question of the week comes from. And so each week I am going to attempt to do a little bit of a deep dive into one particular thing that comes out of Survivor based off of that week's episode. Maybe it's something that might be a little bit more of a historical thing, or maybe it might be something that is a little bit more strategic. Today, for the very first one, it's kind of a little bit of both. And so I want to explore the question of, should survivors ever share a lie in the game of Survivor. And so I'm very excited to do this. I feel like that this is going to be something that I am going to embark on today. That is what I was put on this earth to do. And so I am very excited to be doing it right now. And thank you very much for checking this out. This is a project that I'm going to be posting for the patrons as soon as it gets done, most likely on Fridays. They will have the early access to this when I let everybody else hear it when we get closer to the episode on Tuesday night. So uh, if you're watching it early, thank you for your support of Rob Has a Podcast. Let's talk about this birdcage twist, uh, which really was a big deal in this week's episode. And so sort of got introduced, sort of a novel thing, but had a really big impact on the way that the Survivor premiere ultimately played out and sort of like the disastrous consequences for this uh, Ratu tribe. Uh, Specifically, it created a real rift between Maddie and Brandon. And ultimately, 
caused Maddie to want to take Brandon out of the game and ultimately made Maddie be the first person voted out of the game. And so there were a lot of things that we didn't know from the episode. My exit interview with Maddie really did color in a lot of those things. Specifically, Maddie wanted to target Matthew, but after everything went sour with Brandon over the idol and him ultimately having an idol, Maddie shifted her sights to Brandon. I had the chance in my exit interview to ask her about this. Maddie told me, so when he found the idol, talking about how her and Brandon were these two alpha personalities. So when he found the idol and tried to dupe me and say he had just found it when he replaced it, and then when he wanted to play it without me, I I don't think specifically at the tribal council, but basically like play the game without her, I knew there is no inroads with this dude. So my target goes from Matthew to Brandon. Maddie then says, if you're not with me, you're against me. That's just how I am. Boy, I've heard that before on Survivor. Uh, does it work? Uh, maybe uh, more often than you think, but specifically, uh, you know, I'm thinking Russell, Rob, it comes up a lot in Survivor Heroes versus Villains. Could this all have been avoided for Maddie and for Brandon. And I have to feel like it it could have. I mean, ultimately for Maddie, this ends up with her being voted out of the game. For Brandon, he ends up spending like a lot of like social capital. He gets voted for by Kane and by Maddie. He has to play his idol. Ultimately, he is a lot worse off than had him and Maddie been able to come to an agreement of how to get through this. So let's go back and talk a little bit about what happened with the birdcage. I went back and I watched this a bunch of times. Matthew is the person who talks about splitting up into groups. We see Kane go off with Jamie, and it seems like that Maddie uh, was with Brandon and Matthew. I don't know what happens to Matt. I don't know if he was like off climbing a rock somewhere. He kind of disappears and leaves it to be Maddie and Brandon. Lauren is at Shipwheel Island. Maddie told me in her exit interview that they did this this way. Her and Kane split up so they could have eyes on both sets of groups. So it's Brandon and Maddie, and they're walking around, and Brandon. He finds the thing. He's like, oh, my God. Uh, and then he does like, look at the big stretch. Uh, just like, ah, cool. But it's not cool. Maddie sees it. He knows he's got something in his pocket. Um, and there's he's trying to, like, you know, change the subject. He's like, uh, he's just started, like, none of them found it. And then she knows that he's acting sus. She's like, I think it's like a team thing. I don't think if anyone found it, they'd keep it a secret. And he's like, I, I would hope not. But then we get a confessional from Brandon and he tells us his thinking. Uh, If she saw that I found it, she's going to tell everybody that I found it and didn't say anything about it. I don't want to build that distrust with the rest of the tribe. So he eventually says, all right, yo, come here. All right. And he says, I found it. Uh, It's right here. Uh, We got the key. And she's making like the Janine shocked face and acting like, wait, what? What do we do? Um, And Brandon asks her, do we tell him? This is the biggest moment of the premiere. Everything changes in this conversation. And he takes a beat and says, "Uh, yeah, I think we should. Leah, let's let's tell them. 
you know, he, she doesn't even get to finish. And she says, uh, wait, let's talk about this. Now, was this a test from Brandon? And he says to her, uh, only question is what's in the cage. And Maddie in confessional says, uh, in survivor, you have to think outside of the cage. Maybe the two of us open it up. So we know what's in there. And, uh, it would be good because then he's more bonded to me. And she says to him, so maybe we could play it off like, and he finishes her sentence, like we never found it. And she says, yeah. And we get a Brandon confessional. And he says, I do want to keep it a secret. But the fact that Maddie was telling me she wanted to keep it a secret made me super nervous. I just knew I can't trust it. And he goes right from that to, yo, we found it. So just the mere suggestion from Maddie suggesting that they sh like, hey, let's let's not tell anybody about it. Uh, sort of like instinctually, he's out. He didn't want to work with Maddie. Uh, and Maddie says in the confessional, in my mind, it would have been good for me and Brandon to keep the key to ourselves. Sometimes you're at the mercy of other people's moves. And obviously, he doesn't want to work with me. So she's totally turned off now by Brandon after what he did. They're just such different types of players. Maddie talked about that a little bit in the exit interview. Um, that she is a very like aggressive game player. Um, Brandon, going back to the preseason and the questions that Mike Bloom and I got from him, that Brandon got asked by Mike Bloom, how eager will you be to look for advantages in this game? He said, so honestly, initially, I'm not going to be very eager at all. I think that's one of those kisses of death that a lot of people make, and they don't even realize sometimes that they're making it. I mean, when I think of it from a numbers game, depending on how many people are in the tribe, especially starting off, you have a one in six chance of finding it, which is not great. So I don't feel like the risk necessarily outweighs the reward early in the game. And he's talking specifically about looking for the idols, but you get like a little bit of a window into like how like conservative, 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 like safe. I, I don't want anything that's going to attract attention to me. And I think that also a miscalculation from Brandon is that I don't think it really dawned on him that this was going to be a hidden immunity idol. We, we see him in, at tribal council. He says, Let's also keep in mind, there's some question about like, uh, like, is it Brandon's idol? Does he have possession of it? And you know, he does say that it's my idol. But then he also volunteers. Let's also keep in mind that we didn't know it was an immunity idol in there. I was trying to, you know, build the trust of, in my tribe mates. And it turns out it was a target painted on my back, you know? So I don't know what he thought it might have been, but it's uh, he might have thought it was like some sort of like tribe benefit or I don't know, like a clue to something else or something that would have made him a more valued member of the tribe. Like, I, I don't think that he went out there looking for this thing for this personal gain. And he ends up like bringing everybody in, not just I found it, but hey, everybody, I'm going to open up this Immunity Idol. And I do think that the show itself was trying to tell us that, that he had made a critical mistake as well. Because I went back and I watched this and I, and I noticed something interesting. I want to play this clip from the episode. Here's Brandon about to open up the clip. I'm going to raise this volume a little bit here so you can hear. Okay, so here's him opening the Immunity Idol. 
Congratulations. You have found a hidden Muni idol. And played at Tribal Council. Did you catch that little subtle like gong chime? It, am I crazy? Or is that basically like the amazing race, like mistake noise that you make? Like, I, I don't notice that a lot in Survivor, but I listen again. I feel like the edit is telling us, yeah, this is a mistake what he's doing right here. Congratulations. You have found a hidden moon the idol. You hear that? <laughs> Interesting, right? Anyway, so... Uh, I think that for Brandon, I think he thought he was getting something that was going to ultimately be for the tribe. Like he is doing that to try to like set up trust with everybody. He even has a confessional afterwards uh, and says that he, uh, you know, thinks he made a mistake. Now he has a target on his back. Um, this was, uh, he says, I just messed up. I just put the biggest target on my back without realizing it. Now it's public knowledge. I have an idol that scares people. I should have kept this a secret. So I, after the fact, he realizes like this, this was not what I wanted to do. Uh, he also like alienates Maddie in the process now and is also seen as somebody uh, who has an idol. So for Maddie and Brandon, could they both have changed their prospects in the game by sharing a lie. All right. The phrase sharing a lie for Survivor fans brings us back to one place, and that's Survivor Worlds Apart. And Survivor Worlds Apart started off with a twist in its premiere episode. And in Survivor Worlds Apart, the Survivor contestants, they basically they uh, got to pick one person from the group. Uh, and this is a little similar to what happened in the opening of Survivor Kagiyan, uh, and you picked one person, and the and that that person I think then also picked one person, and they got to go make a decision for the group. And so each of the three tribes, and again, similarly, three tribe season, people uh, faced with some sort of a dilemma, and you had the choice to be honest or deceive. Okay, you had one of two choices. Okay, and and the idea was, and and Jeff talked about this a lot in the preseason. Jeff was saying how this is one of his favorite seasons, Worlds Apart. Uh, honest or deceive? If you choose to deceive, you'd get a small bag of beans to take back to your tribe. Uh, this is from the tree mail that they got uh, on the thing. This will only last a few days, but you will also be given a clue to the hidden immunity idol. Then. Uh, if you wanted to get grab honest, if you choose honest, you will earn a large bag of beans for your tribe. This is a huge advantage. It also shows that you can be trusted and earn early favoritism. Uh, we saw three pairs of people have to be forced with the decision to potentially share the lie. It was Jen Brown and Will Sims for the no collar tribe. They immediately chose be honest and did it help foster a bond? Uh, not, not so much. I mean, they were together for a couple of votes. Eventually, Will flips away from the no-collar tribe. At the blue-collar tribe, it's Mike Holloway and Dan Foley, and they have the same choice. And Mike Holloway is a little bit like, oh, do we do it? Do we do it? And uh, Dan Foley is like, villains win this game but uh then he's like no no no, no. we gotta we, we gotta be honest uh but it's like uh mike holloway is like a little bit uh, uh, i don't know uh which is interesting you know i always think about mike as being like his like achilles heel is that he's like uh, you know so impulsive can't not 
you know, eat a scorpion or, you know, take the letter at the auction. Like he, he's, he wants to make one of these big moves. Dan Foley talks about it on day one. And they do have a good relationship for uh, the first half of the game, but over on the white collar tribe, that's where all the action is here with the famous honest or deceive also known as the neutral box twist. And so Joaquin is the person with so Kim and he says, honestly, I know what we're doing. We're taking that one. Okay. Uh, he says, uh, the question is, what are we going to tell them? And it really is going to come down to what is, what is the lie going to be? And what do they ultimately arrive on? They come back carrying a small bag of beans and they're forced to say, okay, here's the cover story. They say that they are uh, here to, they chose the neutral box, okay? There was three boxes, okay? One said honest, one said deceive, and one said neutral. And they claimed that the honest and deceive boxes came with caveats. And so they just said, we're just going to take neutral. We're like, I don't know what the caveat would have been to select the honest box, uh, but Nobody's buying it. Mama C is uh, no way, baby. You know, she's not buying it at all. Max and Shirin, they're not buying it at all. Uh, kind of like bonds the whole group against them. For Joaquin and So, yeah, I, I think, it, it. I mean, they were sort of bonded from that point on. It was like everybody against them. But, you know, sharing, sharing a lie did not necessarily help them in their game. Now, that, that that's a bad lie. Um, of course, famously, you know, if Australian Survivor 2016 spoilers incoming, friend of the podcast, you can catch him talking about the the, the premiere episode this week. Maybe he'll talk about sharing the lie. Nick Idanza was also a victim of having to share a lie, and he tried to improve on what Joaquin. And so did that he was offered that same option to uh, share the lie with Tegan back in Australian Survivor 2016. He kind of talks her into it. She's like, I don't know. Uh, and they do it and they ultimately go back and they read a made up idle clue to the rest of the tribe. It's not going well. A bunch of people are like uh, that. This uh, the uh, BS alarm was going off for people, and it was not something that worked for Nick. You know, in Survivor, it's hard to lie. As our friend Omer said, "Hey, if I'm going to tell a lie, I'm going to tell a good lie." Okay, and it's hard for one person to come up with a good lie. It is exceedingly difficult for two players to come up with a good lie. And I think Survivor knows this because in the new era and in all of these seasons that we see where there's so much information being exchanged, that's kind of the idea. I, I want to bring in something. I listened to the brand new official Survivor podcast on fire with Jeff Probst, the Jeff Probst podcast. And you got a real window. Of course, there's a lot of cool production stuff that gets revealed on that. But you get a window into the kinds of stuff that interests Jeff. And 
he talked about how he really likes to uh, watch like uh, interrogations on YouTube. And then uh, also he's very interested in negotiations, but it's sort of like revealed like how that ties into the show. And I want to play a clip from On Fire with Jeff Probst talking about the ways that Jeff is thinking about these things and how they are going to be on the show. We can't hear. Actually, uh, uh, we get a little closer to the microphone. Okay, let's. Okay, let, hold on. Let's let's hear from uh, Jeff uh, himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I I I I spend a lot of time. Okay, this is equally ridiculous, but I create these scenarios in my head and I role play. Like I will write out a script uh-huh. of what might happen, or I'll be in my car and I'll literally talk to myself. And and it sounds absurd, but I'm looking for a new way in to a situation. So if I had an idea, I might literally say, hey, Bill, what is that in your hand? What do you mean? I saw you put something in your pants. What are you talking about? I just keep doing it until I stumble upon the moment of turning point and I go, oh, That's what we got to get to right there. If we can find that moment, then it doesn't matter who finds the advantage and who knows about it. We will have some decision that has to be made. You're looking at me like none of this makes any sense. No, it makes sense. I'm just wondering if you're sitting. Yeah. So thank you for that, Jeff. Um, The whole show is really about entrapment and trying to get people lying, get people caught and then see what what happens. Like, I think that that's really from a creative standpoint, a lot of what they're going for in the new era. And so when we create stuff like this, like this birdcage, it's it's there to get people caught lying about what they're doing there. and so. For for Brandon, like I, I think that it was a situation where uh, he panicked because he didn't want to be one of these people that's caught sharing a lie because it's so easy to get busted in the new era. But what what can you do then in the game of Survivor? And maybe that the lies that you can share are the lies of omission also known as secrets, because secrets, I think, are one of the most powerful things that Survivor players have. Think of the things that a couple players might know about, but others don't. You're not lying because you're not even being asked about it. You don't even have to tell other people the, 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 the details. It's just something that you and another person know and the other players don't think about things like the formation of the exile alliance in token chains. We, it could have been something, uh, or all the times that people found idols together, and that was the thing that ended up bringing two players closer together, like uh, Natalie and Baylor in San Juan del Sur. We saw this in Survivor 40 as well, where you had to you got an idol and then to activate the idol you had to hand it to another person uh even ben and denise found the idol together and ben and denise while it didn't really have huge game ramifications uh they ended up having like a really close relationship on winners at war uh denise went to adam and brought uh, adam in and ultimately that uh helped uh solidify their relationship i mean even you know denise and malcolm together 
uh, knew about an idol together that others like uh, didn't have to know about. Um, also, in Winners at War, a great example, I think, is Kim and Sophie. Now, Kim is on the bottom in Winners at War, and she finds half of the idol, and she shares it with Sophie. And Sophie gives a confessional. She's like, Kim, this was a bad idea. You should not have told me about this. But Kim did it. And they kind of had a good relationship from that point on. So sharing secrets is great. But in the new era, be wary, okay? Secrets are something that are, that can be great for helping you build your alliance. I mean, look at some of the things that we saw last season with the beads where we saw Cody ended up uh, bringing in NECA and Jesse to help him activate his idol. And ultimately, for Jesse and Cody, this became a great secret that really helped bond them and uh, foster this great relationship throughout the game. But the double-edged sword to these secrets is that they also can be used against you down the line. So share, share a secret with a friend and use it to build your alliance. But be wary because uh, just like when Carla told Cassidy that she had the idol and then also Jesse knew about Cody. So these things can and will be used against you down the road. So... If it's trust that you're looking to build, a secret is a better way to go than to share a lie. So to bring it all back to where we started with this, back to Maddie and Brandon, how could both of them have changed their fates in the game had they handled this differently? Maybe by sharing a secret instead of being worried about sharing a lie. Maybe when Maddie says, can we play it off like, and Brandon says, like we never found it. And Maddie says, yeah. And Brandon says, okay, great. We won't, let's, let's not tell anybody about this. Because again, what Brandon cares about is building trust. And he was very worried about the other players turning against him. Can I trust Maddie? Is she going to say anything to anybody else? But just like when anybody asks you, hey, do you want to be in an alliance? The answer is always yes. And when people are asking you, like, do you want to share this secret? Uh, the answer is yes. You just can avoid telling a sloppy lie around it. And I know for Brandon, uh, that made him very uncomfortable. But ultimately, it created a lot of distrust with Maddie. If that's what he was worried about of, okay, well, you know, Maddie is going to create all these problems for me if she knows this lie about me by alienating her, by not going along with what she wants to do ultimately created those same problems where she conspired against him to get him out. And if not for a mistake on Maddie's part of saying something to Matthew, Brandon might have been blindsided out of the game with an idol. Instead, he moves forward wounded in, you know, literally and figuratively and without an idol in the game. And it didn't have to be that way if he would have been willing to share a secret. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. One of the things I started doing last season that I want to incorporate into the burning question is also what I expect to see on Survivor this week. This is where I'm going to take everything that we learned from the episode and in some of the podcast discussion that we've had and the exit interviews and sort of, okay, let's start to think ahead into what we're going to see on Wednesday night. And I love to do this with the help of some visual aids. And so I have once again created some PowerPoint presentations. We're going full Kornacki once again. And so uh, let's go ahead and bring in the three tribes. And I'll give you a sense of who I think might be the next player to go out of the game. Okay, so let's take a look. Let's start with the Tika tribe. All right. Now we saw the other night that Bruce ultimately ended up being medically evacuated from the game. Uh, Very sad to see. All right. So let's talk about what is going on at this tribe because we did get to see a little bit of strategic talk and that was with Helen and Carson and Sarah saying that they wanted to work together, okay? So I have those three together as a group who is working together in the early days here at Tika. And then Jam Jam, I think, had a fantastic premiere to the show, but we didn't really see Jam Jam involved in those strategic conversations. That being said, I feel like that Jam Jam also would be safe. I mean, we saw him start the fire. He seems like he has his feet under him. He feels like he is not going anywhere. So it makes me very sad to say, I feel like if Tika goes to a tribal council, my winner pick for the season, Carolyn, I think is in trouble. This uh, cannot happen where Carolyn gets voted out here in uh, the uh, second episode. She's too good on the show. So Tika has to just keep rolling and win immunity. All right. Uh, If they go to tribal council, I think Carolyn's in a lot of trouble. Also, 
I like to keep track of the advantages. Sarah has the inheritance advantage. Uh, there's nothing to inherit here. So I don't think that it is going to be something that is going to be especially useful at this point in the game. Although their birdcage is still yet to be open. So we'll see if anything happens there in episode number two. Also, we got the Soka tribe. Okay. Soka, we uh, also uh, saw a little bit from a few players. And then there's a few other players that are question marks. Uh, we saw a fair amount from Claire and Franny and Matt. And it looks like that maybe that Franny and Matt have a, a bit of a special bond so far. We saw Heidi also making the fire. We did not see as much from Danny or from Josh. We really have no way of knowing of what is going to happen uh, with this group. I feel like that based off of what we've seen, I feel like that Danny and Josh seem the most disconnected, but we probably saw the least from Soka in the premiere in terms of what's going on. So hard to get a good read there. Let's go to the tribe, though, that we do have uh, a pretty good read on. It is um, an utter mess over at the new Ratu tribe. Rat Ratu? Uh, it might be it might be Ratu at this point. Okay. They lost Maddie the other night. And so we also have some other big factors here with this group. Now they got to sit out Matthew in the immunity challenge in the last episode. Okay. They will not have that luxury again. And so while it worked out fine, while they had six and then they got to sit somebody out of the challenge because Bruce was missing. Now, Matthew has to be in the immunity challenge. His arm is still in a sling. I don't think that he can use that shoulder. While they do have Brandon, who is a powerhouse, although uh, a depleted powerhouse based off of what we saw in that last episode. We also have Kane, who seems like a pretty strong guy that, you know, this is going, I think that they are due to go to another tribal council. I think this could be like a complete disaster tribe at this point. And I am very concerned about them going to another tribal council. Now, how do things shape up after that chaotic tribal that they had the other night where Kane voted for Brandon, Matthew and Jamie played their shot in the dark. Lauren didn't vote. So, a majority of this group didn't even cast a vote at the last tribal council. And the two people that did, uh, we saw where Kane voted for Brandon and Brandon voted for Kane's best ally. So where, where do we go from here? I don't know. I wonder if maybe there could be a little bit of a reset based off of my exit interview with Maddie. You know, the episode made it seem like, oh, Jamie is just being super paranoid. is playing the shot in the dark for no reason. It was not for no reason. People were talking about voting out Jamie from the... She wasn't just being paranoid. Her name was being floated about. I wonder if Kane can do some damage control, if they could potentially, especially if Matthew is not able to be you know, participating at a high level in the challenges. For them to vote Kane out, I think would be a very bad strategic decision. I think that my money would be on Jamie being the person who ends up getting voted out. She Now she doesn't have a shot in the dark here, so you're not worried about that. Also, don't forget 
Lauren has the extra vote now that she banked from her trip to Shipwheel Island. So she does have two votes. So she could potentially uh, do some interesting things. And also, we have to watch to see if maybe an idol gets rehidden uh, at uh, the Ratu camp. But my pick for the second player voted out of the game is going to be Jamie. Okay, so we will see uh, what goes on when we get back to our newest Survivor episode coming up on Wednesday night. I do want to thank the amazing patron community uh, for helping to make this and all of RHAP possible. Thank you uh, so much to all of our patrons around the world. Uh, we are going nine years strong with our Robinson Podcast patrons. And so thank you for helping us build the greatest reality TV community in the world. One of the things I've wanted to do for a long time is a shout out the newest members of our community. And so I thought this might be a fun spot to say a special hello and thank you to the newest members of our patron community. And uh, let me let me do so here. And uh, if I may, I'd like to continue doing this in this spot. And so let me go ahead and do it. And maybe, maybe Jeff can come in and, uh, and, and, and help out with this. Okay. So uh, let's, let's give a big thanks to Gary, Kevin, Molly M, Kirsten Y, Aaron, Philip M, Tim, KU, Sydney L, Jamie S, Wendy is a fish, Cynthia H, Ashley, Sarah A, Sophie Brodinski. She wants me and Steven to wear a shirt. We said we would do it. Kara H, Sean H, Sarah L, Aubrey F, Taylor C, Matt O, Patty D, Jeff E, ES, Amanda, Cameron W, Sarah P, Julian, Justin, Becky R, Brian E, Hodge, Potter, Big thanks to Michelle C, Katie W, Lauren M, Charlotte, Amanda T, Good Guy, Maggie M, Nick C, Dina, Erica W, RJ, Kate C, Adam K, Maggie B, Laura H, Hang Tai, Ashray, Lucas, welcome back to JM, Brant S, Nicole B, Phil S, Morgan U, Leah W, Patrick, Caleb with a K, Denise C, Diane M, Melissa G, Kevin L, Charles T, Chris, and Sophia A. And if I forgot you, Please let me know on Twitter. I'm at Rob Sesternino. Um, I had so much fun getting to do this today. I really hope that you enjoyed this type of content. I don't know if we will go as long each week, but I have a really fun time getting to do all of this research and come on here and uh, be able to hopefully speak intelligently about one specific subject. So would love to hear your feedback here in the comments on Twitter, in the Facebook group. And of course, thank you so much uh, for checking out this type of content here on Rob is a Podcast. Appreciate you. Have a great week and enjoy another week of a fun season of Survivor. Take care. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.